When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The The Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Fault, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Carrie Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. What's poppin'? It's the Carbon Nation sensation, the Prince of Texas, Soda Pop, and you're listening to Wrestleville Podcast. This is where wrestling lives. You're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is... Soda Pop Hendricks, professional wrestler out of San Antonio, wrestling for three years, and he is the Carbonation Sensation. How you doing, my friend? What's going on? What's going on, man? Hey, I'm glad to have you on. I'm, I always always like when I get to talk to a Texas wrestler since Texas is uh, near and dear to my heart. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, let's talk about Soda Pop. How you doing, man? How how are things going for the last three years in your career? The things are going great. Things are starting to pick up. I just won my very first two championships, so things are going things are going great. Yeah, absolutely. So you've already had an opportunity to have two two matches in the NWA. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I got to see. I got to see the one with Eric. Let's talk about your opponent and how that match went, and then we'll talk about the other one as well. Well, both of them were with Eric. Oh, okay. I thought you were yeah. in a rumble. Uh, so if you technically think, then I've had three matches at NW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I actually forgot about the rumble. But, yeah, I was in the rumble too. NWA is really, really such a great place to be. That locker room is one of the very, like, that locker room is very, very, very friendly, very, very welcoming, very opening. I walked around that locker room several times, and, like, there's no egos. There's no one, like, trying to get one up on the other person. Like, it's just, it's all love and family back there, and I would just love to be a part of that, like, locker room permanently. So just getting the opportunity to showcase my talent on their platform was great as it is and the fact that i got that little taste like i just want more yeah but you know what i i I don't i don't watch it all the time i do watch it you know from time to time you know there's so much wrestling to keep up with these days right but i enjoy the product i enjoy the wrestlers i enjoy the uh, variety the storytelling the traditionalism there's a lot of really good things about it and you know when you look at 
all the 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 products that are out there they all have their own little you know their their differences right and i i it's like a, the nwa i i enjoy it i watch it literally like as it comes out so so the, talk a little bit about some of the guys that are on the scene and some of the guys that are are relevant in that company right now one person that like i really want to really 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 wrestle he's on like my top five like guys so i want to wrestle is Kerry Morton, the son of Ricky Morton from Rock and Roll Express. He's like such a just phenomenal like wrestler. And like you can tell that he's you can tell he's his father's son. And just being able to work with him is like something that I really want to like do. My coach is on NWA, Damage. He's part of one of the hottest tag teams right now, Blunt Force Trauma. One of my other coaches, Jazz two-time WWE Women's Champion, is one of the agents behind the scenes. So, you know, that's kind of like what's going on with NWA. You got people like Jax Dane who are doing it, killing it. Tyrus, he's pretty well-known, especially in pop culture. Like, that's such a great, great move to have is because, like, I feel like that's what wrestling's missing is like back in the day pop culture was like wrestling you know what i mean right and not like that no more and i feel like if you can get some of that pop culture mix back into wrestling that the fan base can grow and the eyes on wrestling can grow like how it was back then Right. And, and, you know, it, it could be, it very well could be going into that direction very, very soon. Right. I mean, look, look I mean, at the health of wrestling over the last 15 years, just the doors that have been open, like AEW does that with a lot of like rap artists and musicians, WWE is doing it with bad bunny. Like it's, it, it, it could easily be like that by the end of the year. Let's talk about your opponent, Eric Jackson. I I got to see one of those matches. I thought it was really good. I thought it was physical. You guys had some good chemistry. Talk about him. I like him. I like him a lot. Um, I think at one point they even like said for like a dark match they would have like thrown us together in a tag team. So I I, I really like him. Like the chemistry was there, especially the second time we went around. Uh, he has a great physique. He's a great hard worker. I like his style. I can tell. I don't know for a fact, but I could probably tell he has a little bit of shoot or amateur wrestling under his belt. And to me, that's always a plus. I didn't do that in high school, but my coaches have instilled that into me since the beginning of training. It's like we literally do like amateur shoot, like shoot style wrestling. So whenever I can get into the ring with somebody that one, understands that, two, does it, and like a bonus is they appreciate it, the match just always feels so much better to me. Right, right. And, you know, I got to see a little bit of wrestling on the, you know what I mean? I, I got to have wrestling on the card. <laughs> it, it's not fly, you know, they don't, they don't put flying around in the ring on the market. That's like right? one of my biggest pet peeves is like, I'll do like interviews or I'll be talking to people and like, I can tell when they've never seen one of my matches because they're like, oh, you're a high flyer. And I'm like, no, <laughs> so you've never seen me work. I, I think I think people might, you know, maybe because of your build and your size. I think that's kind of like where I feel like I really want to make a difference is I want to I want to like showcase that guys between 150 and 200 pounds 
don't have to flip, don't have to jump, don't have to go to the top rope, don't have to dive, or don't have to do these insane things that are kind of like a common norm, I would say now, for guys that are my size. Right. Like, I'll go to a show sometimes and, you know, walking in and you hear, what are we, where are we jumping off of today? Or, you know, can you take this? And it's like some crazy rowdy, like, thing. And it's just like, why? But that's just kind of like where I feel I want to leave my legacy is like guys between, you know, junior, the junior heavyweights don't always have to be high flyers. Right. Absolutely. You know, and it's, uh, you know, it's good to see a good old wrestling match. I mean, sometimes you know, when they're storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. You can watch some wrestling products and, you know, it's just going and going and going and going and going and going and going. And then before you know, it's like, man, I'm exhausted, man. And I'm I'm sitting <laughs> on the couch watching this thing, you know, <laughs> wearing me out, you know. So I, I grew up watching the territory era. So, you know, watching world-class championship wrestling, watching Mid-South and, you know, uh, seeing that kind of wrestling, seeing those stories, AWA. And so I remember, um, the, you know, golly, it was just the, the storytelling was phenomenal. And um, I think that's coming back, you know, and, 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 and just not, you know, just not storytelling, but good storytelling. Yes. <laughs> well, see, and what's funny is, is like, I didn't grow up on that stuff. Like, I actually didn't start watching wrestling until I was probably like, I want to say like eight, between eight and 10. And I was watching more of like, I don't want to say it was the Attitude Era, but I don't want to say it was like the PG Era either. Or like the Ruthless Aggression. It was kind of like an intermix of kind of where I started like watching wrestling and then like dabbling in and out, you know, cause that's, that's what you do when you grow up, you know, sometimes you lose it for a year and then you come back to it and, you know, WrestleMania makes you fall in love with it all over again. And then by the time we hit summer, Sam, you, you know, you might be off cause it's summer and you know, stuff is going on. So that's kind of like where I grew up watching wrestling. I grew up watching like, you know, John Cena, Randy Orton, Edge, Rey Mysterio, who, is like one of like a real big inspiration. Eddie Guerrero is like somebody that I really, really, really like study, watch, appreciate everything he did. Like that's where I started with wrestling, mm-hmm. but I've learned to appreciate and watch and really value world class, mid south, and those are like two like that kind of like the territory area you know, kind of wrestling. And that's where I've started to watch now. Like ever since I started training, I've watched a lot of like championship wrestling, like world-class and a lot of like Mid-South, especially because my grand coach was on Mid-South. Who was that? JYD. Oh, of course. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. I actually know my wrestling like family tree, my pedigree. Yeah, that's good. You know, per se, because I do train at the Dog Pound Dojo in San Antonio. Yeah. I know my pedigree. Yeah, as you need to. Quote unquote, if you will. Yeah. So, and then I call my grand coach his grand coach. So, okay. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. What a, what a, what a wrestler uh, 
JYD was. I was recently I was talking to Black Bart and you know he talked about the excitement that the fans brought when Junkyard Dog came to the ring. And what was so funny is when they would sing with him or sing, you know, chant as he was coming in into the ring that Bart would get goosebumps, you know? <laughs> it, it happens, man. I do. I sometimes I get goosebumps. It's like, it's a really big match. Like my coach is walking out. It's just like, still happens. Right. Right. Yeah. Very good. So, Let's let's talk about some of the other things that you do in wrestling. We were talking a little bit ago about, you know, you have worked with uh, some other wrestling companies as far as behind the scenes. Uh, and you you have some talents and in, in that you also bring to the table. Let's talk a little bit about that. What are some of the things you do and where are some places that you've worked? I have worked for what I consider like the top four continental wrestling companies um i've done extra work for wwe i've done a little bit of behind the scenes works for aew and nwa and then i've done um some minor extra work for impact as well yeah how important is it to do jobs like that i obviously it's connections right you're you're making connections they're getting yes. to see what kind of a person you are they're getting a good feel for you right yes sir yes sir but i i kind of look at it a little bit deeper than that and i kind of look at it as like so i have a military background and i also have like a very chain of command understanding of things and like i feel like wrestling is built the same way just in an unspoken rule and appreciating like extra work now, even though I'm the one doing it, I know that like I enjoy doing it because when I get to that level and I speak in manifestation, like I'm going to get to that level. So when I do, I know that I'll appreciate the one guy who's going to I'm using for my entrance that day. That's going to make me feel 10 times more better or the person that's just helping put the ring together. So that way I can focus on my match that day. Like, I've just learned that, like, I see both sides of it. And to me, that hits more than, like, that opportunity that day for me to get seen. Like, I've learned to appreciate the work on what I'm bringing to the company and, time, like, also what I'm bringing to the person that I'm actually working with, right. if, that's, if that's kind of making sense. Well, you know, it's about pulling your weight, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I've been in some pretty cool opportunities because of it. So, like, I was uh, I was part of an entrance for someone that I consider, you know, a friend that works for Impact. Um, I did some like uh, I was I was like doing extra work for during the Royal Rumble when they were here in San Antonio. And one thing that I really got to do was pretty cool. Was um, so you know how they sprayed Bray. Uh, Bray Wyatt, how they just did that spray paint on him? Yeah, I was the dummy in the morning that they tested that on. Oh wow! So like, I got to sit in the chair, got spray painted, and then I walked to the ring while they turned the lights off and they tested out what the image would look like. Oh wow! So like, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that's pretty fun. So I've been in like some really like different aspects of wrestling that like a lot of people wouldn't think kind of exist. 
Yeah, it, yeah, different things that they have to do. So if your if your skin melted off, <laughs> hopefully it wasn't braids. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 He's got but a big like, contract. They don't want to. They don't want to melt his skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then like for NWA, I also had the opportunity of working in the production truck, and I got to play the music for the show, which was live. So that was kind of fun because one, it's live. I've never worked a live show behind the scenes before. And to see how an actual operation or production gets ran and then being able to study that and bring it back to my home promotions is just like such more great opportunity than like what people really think about or value. Right. Like it's not common for a wrestler to be like, oh, I'm going to go work some extra work. And then they think they're getting a match the whole time. And then they're like, hey, can you come play music? Like some people would think that that's a bummer. It's not like you could learn so much just being in the truck. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I've, I've talked to wrestlers who uh, sat in on the production side and got a better feel of how, how to wrestle and play toward the cameras. Right. Because, you know, they're getting to see what it's like behind the scenes and, and what they need to do for a better product. So yeah, it's, it, it can only it, it can only be a benefit. Yeah. And also, like, I've been able to learn so much in behind the scenes everywhere I've gone. And I kind of study everything. I'm like a visual learner. So when I ever come back to my home promotion, I've started to structure that. So I'm kind of like, uh, well, not kind of I'm the lead production guy for Dog Pound Championship Wrestling. So I used to run. I used to write the run sheets. I helped the coaches like behind the scenes with timekeeping. I was on the mics. I was pretty much everything. I also edited and put out the show. Yeah. And see, I have a production background, so I know how to edit and videotape. And yeah, I, I, I do, I do that for a living. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a science. It's a, it's a skill, it's an art. And so it's uh it's something really good to have. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have it because if, um, you know, podcasting friends or, you know, people are asking me for commercials and stuff. It's nothing for me to be able to throw that together. Right. Because I do it all the time. And that's what I love. Like I, I tell my coaches all the time, like one, I hope not on wood that I never get hurt. But if I do, I can see myself immediately going to the production side and just enjoying that. Like I wouldn't, I can tell myself, like I can tell I would, I wouldn't feel down or i wouldn't feel i would enjoy doing that as well yeah absolutely well there's so many jobs in wrestling soda right i mean and there is yeah and so if you make yourself available make your you know um prepare talents broad yeah broad broaden your skills right yes sir yeah that's good it's a good attitude to have, you know, it's just like, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you'll be wrestling a long time, but you know what? You're not going to be able to wrestle forever. You know, it's just, well, Ric Flair, right? <laughs> I mean, Ric Flair, but I think my coach might be able to beat him on age. Yeah, when that's it comes right. To wrestling. I mean, my coach, he he's in amazing shape for his age, and I don't see him stopping. He's honestly peaking like he is he is yeah 
on that way up. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. I, I do. Hey, let's talk about you got a lot of artwork on your body. You got a lot of <laughs> tattoos. Let's talk about a lot of money spent. Yeah. Is that where you spent all your money? Yeah. <laughs> My tattoos. Obviously, you like birds. What's the significance of the birds for you? Um, I don't think I like birds necessarily, but every bird that I have on me has a meaning. Um, we can kind of go through them real quick. So I have a big owl on my chest. Right. Um, and the owl signifies guidance through the dark. So whenever I got my owl, um, I had just came out of a dark place. And like owls can see at night, per se, you know, echolocation. So they can maneuver at night. They can guide themselves at night. So I took that concept of like, I'm having guidance through dark times. Like I can still see and I can still function. There you go. Mm -hmm. And then another bird that I have is I have a Robin with an arrow through it. And that just represents one of like my favorite comic book villains, which is Joker. Cause Joker killed one of my favorite Robins, which is Jason Todd who ends up becoming Red Hood. Oh, okay. I am familiar with the names, but I'm not familiar with the background of the stories. Well, there's a movie. I'll send you the link when we're done. Okay. All right. Yep. yep. Um, but I think as far as birds, those are the only two birds that I have. I mean, unless you count, I have a plague doctor on my arm. I got it for Friday the 13th. So a lot of my tattoos are Friday the 13th. That's like a whole other story. Okay. But this plague doctor i got when covid first started oh okay so it's kind of like a covid memory live through covid tattoo how was how was the covid experience for you was that when you were training or did you just break out uh that's when i first started training i started i first started training during covid it was honestly i think that was so beneficial to my training i learned to not worry about crowd reactions i learned to not worry about like being distracted during matches. So working my way from no crowd to like 20 people in a crowd to then being able to go in front of people, like I think that was just such like such an amazing way to start training. There may be some up, ups and downs, pros and cons to everything, right? But it's good that you you can see the good in all that. Yeah, and it kind of got us prepared like, one thing that I really appreciate about like the Dog Pound Dojo is it's really developed me to being ready to work for TV. Good. Because we weren't worried about working for the crowds. We were worried about working for cameras, which when I've noticed that when you're ever at a big promotion like that, you're working for the cameras 24-7, even though there's a crowd there. So that style was instilled in me from the beginning was always to work for the cameras and not the crowds. I mean, of course, interact with the crowd and, and get the crowd involved, but you know, I'm working for the cameras. So Soda, you are representing a couple companies. You've won some titles, let's talk about those. And uh, what are they and who are they with? So I am Soda Pop, the Carbon Nation sensation. Soda Pop, be double champ champ. 
I am your inaugural first ever DPCW, so Dogtown Championship Wrestling World Junior Heavyweight Champion. And then I'm also your inaugural first time ever TSW Junior Heavyweight Champion. There you go. So those represents Dogtown Championship Wrestling and Texas Style Wrestling. Yeah. And are they both based out of, well, I know Dog Pound's based out of uh, Central Texas, San Antonio. Where's where's the other promotion? Texas Style Wrestling is in Addison, Texas, which is the Dallas metropolitan area. So, Soda Pop, how can fans find you on social media? Where can they? You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. And it's Soda Pop Hendrix. It's all unison. So, S-O-D-A-P-O-P-H-E-N-D-R-I-N. X like Jimi Hendrix. Well, Soda, it's been uh, a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much. I'd love to bring you back on again sometime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got to have you come out to um, to Dark Town, man. I think uh, we're going to start doing like some pressers, some before and after pressers. Love to have you out there asking us some questions. Yeah, very good. You know what? I'll I'll uh, I'll keep that in mind and I'll I'll try to plan that. That'll be good. So yes, sir. Thank you, ma'am. We'll be in touch. Yes, sir. Thank you. You're welcome very much. You're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast, where wrestling lives. Russellville.com presents the book Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. Hear how he was discovered, what happened when he was at World Class, and the adventures he had when he left Dallas. Also available, the Pro Wrestling Vault, Volume 1 and 2. Read stories of the Northern Wrestling Federation, Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Thunder Rosa, Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, PJ Black, Bushwhacker Luke, The Fantastics, Ricky Morton, Scott Casey, Tim Storm, Kamala, Sauronaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Andrew Anderson, and many more. Get your books today at Russellville.com. Russell. It's, it's where wrestling, wrestling lives. lives.